Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Today we've got a crazy story of completely ruining somebody's reputation. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, girlfriend cheats on me with her therapist, so I got his license revoked. I've always been a loving boyfriend and an empathetic lover. Nice guys like me, we get dealt the shorter end of every stick. And the sad thing is, is that though we deserve better, things get to us more when we're hurt. We can be the nicest people after flowers and pixies, but the universe always has other plans. I give all my relationships the best when I'm with someone. Some years ago, I was dating a girl, a student. I'll use fake names throughout the summary because her family's somewhat influential and I don't want to expose anything. Let's call her Tasha. I thought she was special, unlike the other ones, but it turned out that Tasha was not any different. I'll give her some credit though. Tasha was not an absolute headache like I've dealt with before. She's also not a gold digger. I'll tell the details of my story as we progress. For now, I'll just say that this girl left me with the deepest level of trust issues. She told me she was seeing a therapist. I had no idea they were actually having an affair, and I couldn't let that jerk leave without any consequence for touching my girl. This is how it all started. Tasha and I met in a club. We talked and learned things about each other. She was a student in NYU and I, a businessman, doing the same business as her rich parents. I was up for developing my personal portfolio, so I agreed when she offered to mention me to her mom and dad. She said she got a different vibe from me than other guys. She had never spoken to a guy in the club about business. Most people just wanted to get with her after they realized that she has rich parents. One red flag I should have noticed that day was that Tasha drank a lot, like she was running away from something. I was afraid for her, but when I saw her friends keeping a close eye on her, I realized she was safe. We kept talking and she segued the conversation into body counts. The weirdest place I'd gotten laid before and my best position. I was liking this girl like, darn, she is not afraid of any question. For someone who's met girls who considered you offensive for asking for as little as their age, Tasha was blowing my mind. She was beautiful, young, blonde, rich, and smart. Except for her drinking habit, Tasha was the coolest girl I'd ever met. After exchanging contacts, she was the first to text. I was practically in cloud nine chatting with this girl. I would later go on to working for her parents and earning more than I ever had. There was one evening when we met outside her apartment like we normally used to. I closed early from work and drove to where she lived, talked with her there or took her out and then returned just before midnight. That evening we decided to take a walk and she confided in me like she had done with no one else. This was one particular reason I thought I was special to this girl. When she was younger, her father's company had an intern who used to live with them. He ended up marrying her older sister, but when they lived together, he would sneak into her room and do… things with her. When she found out that whilst that was going on, he was hitting on her older sister Skye, Tasha fell into a slight depression. She couldn't even attend Skye's wedding. It turned out that whenever Tasha saw her sister, guilt of her past resurfaced. She felt terrible for not being able to tell Skye what she and her husband were up to before they started dating. It was like a weight on her chest that made her and her sister drift further apart. I could only imagine the traumatic experience. She loved the guy. He only used her. Tasha loved her sister too but felt guilty to the extent that she could no longer look Skye in the face. 
Their beautiful relationship suffered for it. It wasn't difficult to see that this girl needed therapy. It was then that I traced her drinking problem and her overly sexual behavior to the story she was telling me. I loved Tasha, how easy it was to talk to her. She told me about the lovely things her and Skye used to do when they were younger. I actually felt bad that those things had to stop because of a stupid jerk who came into her life. It was me who suggested therapy to her. Tasha was surprised but relieved to hear it from me. She thought so too but wanted confirmation. I wished to help her organize a psychologist to see her but she said she would handle it herself. I don't think she had ulterior motives at the beginning. She just trusted her family psychologist better because he was for the rich, upper class citizens. I actually researched the guy and found him to be legit. Even New York celebrities came to him from time to time. Tasha wanted to keep her visits to the psychologist from her sorority sister and family. I was the only one who knew. I felt indebted to this girl because she trusted me with so much detail of the past. It was like I couldn't let her down, and being the only one who knew certain things about her, I had the responsibility to look after this girl like no one else would. She could drive, but I was the one who always took her to the therapist's office in my car. Tasha didn't want anyone to recognize her car in the parking lot. She had a lot to be afraid of because if anyone found out, it could be a big deal given her caliber and the status of her family. Before going back there to pick her up, I would confirm the time she gave me. This went on for weeks. Soon, I could see the result of it. After her sessions, she would come back with lessons she learned and what her doctor told her to do or how to handle each situation. She told him that she needed to stop seeing her body as the only way to keep men or talking about sexual things all the time to interest people, and he helped her out of that. Gradually, she stopped using alcohol as a means of escape. I was so proud of her when she stopped taking them completely. We were celebrating her being weeks sober and then months sober, and then one time, she thought she was okay to see her sister. It was a big decision for her, and she said she'd done a lot of thinking. She didn't want to hurt her sister's relationship, so she decided to keep it simple by only confessing a little. The details of what they talked about are not necessary for this narration. I think she just told Skye that she had a huge crush on her husband then, and when she found out that they were getting married, it broke her heart, and now she was over it, had a boyfriend, and wanted things to go back to normal. Sky invited us over to her home, and for the first time, I met the jerk that started the whole problem in the first place. He was fidgeting around me, but Tasha said she needed to speak with him privately for a few minutes. After they did and we went back home, I was so relieved. If you've been following, you'll see the amount of progress we made. Tasha was no longer drinking, her issues with Sky and her husband were resolved, and now... I believed that I could meet the new and improved Tasha who was happier, more settled and sweet. Little did I know what was looming in the dark. It is a common thing for people to fall in love with their therapists or at least develop feelings for them. When I started becoming skeptical was when Tasha would excuse herself for therapy sessions that I did not know about. If I tried to stop her, she would accuse me of not wanting the best for her, which I obviously did. Then she went on and on about how I was always busy with work and the only real time I had to spend with her were Saturdays. I reminded her of all the times I closed from work to rush to her place. She responded that it wasn't enough. I popped the question to her. How does my unavailability result in her needing more therapy time? She barked out that everyone in her life always leaves her. Her sister's husband, all her boyfriends, and now me. 
She complained that it was the reason why she always tried to use sex to hold them down. You should know that during this period, Tasha and I hadn't gotten down in any way unlike when we first met, not even playful touches here and there. I was okay with it as long as it helped your healing process, so when she brought the whole thing up, I kind of flipped. I was so furious about how much I supported her by not sleeping with her, and she was recalling only the parts that suited her argument. That was pretty much it for me. We stopped talking, but when her parents threw dinners and invited me over, we would show up, holding hands like nothing ever happened. Deep down, we knew that everything was wrong. Her parents even got excited, saying that Tasha became more cheerful when we started dating. They complimented that no one had ever made Tasha so happy. I couldn't claim the accolades, although I smiled at her mom and dad for being so generous with their words and food. Right then, I got determined to get to the bottom of the whole matter. Was she hooking up with her therapist? I needed to know. Still, I was the only one I confirmed that knew about Tasha seeing a therapist. I offered to drive her to the place one time. She blew me off, but I persisted. When I dropped her this time, I walked her to the front desk talked to her doctor's receptionist, and walked away waving goodbye to Tasha. I drove away but walked back to the parking lot, into the office, and to the receptionist's desk again. She was surprised to see me so soon, but I had questions for her. She confirmed that the doctor did not work on Fridays, and Tasha's sessions were only scheduled for Saturdays. It reinforced all my suspicions, because Tasha had left to see him on a Friday but that didn't mean it was the therapist she was cheating on me with. I held my cool and waited in the waiting area for Tasha to come out. All of a sudden, I remembered how she wouldn't drive by herself to see her therapist, and how all of a sudden, she was not afraid of people seeing her car in the parking lot. I was very suspicious now. It was either she never went to the office, rather she would meet the doctor in another place, or she was too invested in her affair that she could not care less what people thought of her. I stayed there and decided that if Tasha asked why I waited, I would tell her that it was because I wanted to show her how much she meant to me, so I could cancel plans just for her. Unfortunately, when she walked out the door, she was holding hands with this man and laughing. I say unfortunately because I didn't want to believe the obvious, and she obviously didn't want me to find out. Before she saw me staring in disbelief, she gave him a quick peck on the lips as she thanked him. Then they both turned and saw me there. The first thing Tasha did was to ask me why I was there. That alone blew her cover. She wasn't happy to see me. She was shocked. The bad kind of shock. And the therapist wasn't looking innocent either. I just offered to take her home and talk to her. Once we were in the car, I couldn't keep my cool anymore. It was obvious that everything she accused me of not doing, it was only because she liked another guy and was secretly seeing him. She was crying, telling me not to blame her. She didn't know how to tell me that she didn't love me anymore. I was shocked. How could she say that she did not love me anymore? We broke up in the car right there on our way back home. I dropped her in her place and went straight to a bar. I don't know what got into me, but I just started talking. The bartender listened to me. When I was done, he told me that if I wanted to retaliate, I could get his license seized. I thought about it, but discouraged myself. The guy was rich and saw so many celebrities. Obviously, he could bribe his way out of anything. Even the celebrities would get very upset that their therapist was no longer practicing. But instead of listening to my excuse, he told me that what the therapist did should be treated as a crime, and I would be helping the community if I reported it. 
So I did. After investigating and finding out that my accusation was true, the guy lost his job. I sent a message to my ex inviting her to my promotion party because her parents just moved me up the ladder in their company. They expected her to be at the party, of course. It turned out that none of her family members knew about our breakup. Her father still called me son and her mom called me darling. When I confronted her, she told me that it would break their hearts if they got to hear of it. They loved me. She went further to beg me to take her back because she was stupid. I hesitated because I thought she just wanted me back because her lover lost his job and I got promoted, but sincerely, she had all the money she needed. It couldn't have been that. When I heard that she started seeing a female therapist this time, I felt sorry for her. I showed up in her house one day and told her I totally forgave her for the whole thing. I mean, I really loved this girl, so I couldn't let her go because of one mistake. She begged and cried a lot because I took her back. Do you guys personally think OP made a bad decision getting back with her after all of this stuff? Or do you- Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Do you think that it could work out from this point on? I'd like to know what you guys think down in the comments. That said, our next story is, he was a kiss and tell, but I owned a blog where I ruined his reputation. Not every high school had the privilege of having an anonymous internet blogger that went to your school, but mine did, and I was the unidentified keyboard warrior. The blog had been closed for a long time now since I'm out of the school, but for the sake of this narration, I'll call it the tired schooler blog because the real name mentions the name of my school that I want to leave unknown. It was easy to keep my online shenanigans secret because nobody suspected the overly friendly sweet cupcake of a girl. I was small. I still am. I had pigtails and wore short skirts. It was even a surprise to me when this boy Jake approached me in the school gym that he would like to have me on his bed. I know it's laughable now, but then I was so flattered. He ended up being a jerk and I found a way to get him back via my blog without blowing my cover. It wasn't difficult to be invisible when you're the noob nobody feared. At the time when everybody started hooking up, I was privy to a lot of deets I shouldn't have heard of. If only the girls knew I wasn't just busy coloring my drawings but prying into their conversations. This was not the only way I got inside secrets though. I had another phone that I never took out of my room. It was always switched off when not in use and kept in a drawer. When my blog started gaining traction in my school, I asked people to send anything they want to see published in the tired schooler blog to that number. I asked this by writing out the phone number and the message on the boys and girls toilet doors and on very noticeable places in the school premises. There were streams of friendship drama, cheating boyfriends or girlfriends, mudded teachers' names, outed classmates and whatnot, the blog became a must-read. Even the lower classes found an interest in what was being published. 
They read and talked about it, but managed to keep it from teachers. Mondays were hot because new articles were released on Fridays after school and Sunday evenings. Relationships broke up, best friends cried in the bathrooms, even some teachers wouldn't come to school that day. I enjoyed having that superpower that nobody knew about, and since nobody was messing with me at the time, I didn't have to write anything personal. And then Jake happened. I was wearing my tight and high gym shorts one Wednesday afternoon. Thinking back now, I guess I had ulterior motives because, hey, every other girl in school was hooking up except me. Being unpopular had its adverse effect. I mean, it's not like I didn't want to get laid. I just didn't know how or who to ask. I didn't even know what to do when the clothes came off. I mean, I understand where each body part went, but I just couldn't think of what to do once we were in that position. That's why I was relieved that this one good-looking boy approached me after I missed multiple shots on the basketball court. He was tall, like very tall. I was reaching somewhere around his elbow. Athletic, dark-skinned, and a really smooth talker. Jake started by telling me how he thought the way I never gave up on the court was cute, even though I made no actual shot. He offered to help me get better, but I always hated sports and politely declined his offer. I told him I was happy enough watching him play and scream his name from the bench, and to that, without skipping a beat, he replied something about him wanting me to scream his name out but not for basketball or in the school gym but on his bed. My insides flipped. I wanted to look away because I was shy but there was nowhere else to look. His eyes were captivating so I just stared on, fully aware that my cheeks were flushing and my smile was wide enough to scare him away, but he didn't seem irked by it. By my naivety, the toes on each of my foot were curled and touching each other at the tip, and I could feel myself literally getting smaller and smaller. Or was it him that was getting bigger and bigger? My head quickly scanned through a hundred blog posts that I'd already written. I recalled him being the guy even juniors wanted to sleep with. He was that good. Girls cheated on their boyfriends with him because he was so darn good at, you know. That same Jake was here, offering to have me in his bed. He was waiting for a reply. I don't know if you can make me scream, I said, but I'd be willing to let you try. I remember being so proud of my response, how clever it was. It didn't expose my desperation, but I agreed to the offer. He wanted to waste no time, so he invited me over to his place that evening, since he had no practice. His room was like any teenage boy's den. There were clothes everywhere that he managed to haul to a chair when I got there. He was playing a video game before I came in. I was surprised that he wasn't as eager as I was. Jake was cool and calm like he always was, even on the court. I was shaking from head to toe, but I tried to cover up my nervousness by talking too much. When I remember the rest of that evening, I cringe so much. I just wanted to kiss and cuddle, but he wanted more. He became frustrated and went back to playing his video game. Later, he walked right out of the room. I was so embarrassed, but also determined not to miss that opportunity. He was on the phone when he got back into the room, but I'd already planned my next move. I got on my knees and he looked at me and asked me what I was doing. I just kept doing what I planned to do, having no idea what I was actually supposed to be doing. He hesitantly waited with his hands on his waist. I made a fool of myself down there. I almost cried. He just stood there and when he was tired of being patient, told me to go home. I did. I ran all the way to my house. 
We didn't even live that close to each other, but I was running and crying on the road with my face in my palm. It was humiliating, and I was stupid to have agreed to sleep with him. But here is where Jake made a mistake. When I got to school the next day, I obviously felt too embarrassed to even look at him. Suddenly, everyone was staring at me with grins or pitiful faces. My locker had different scribblings on it. One asked me to come over for a quickie in his mother's kitchen. Another said, call this number for lessons on getting laid 101. For the first time ever, I was the girl in the bathroom crying. And that is where I got my awesome idea for revenge. Jake had always been suspected for having an affair with one of our teachers, Miss B. Yes, Jake was a minor. It was a very controversial topic that I never wanted to publish in my blog, no matter how many times I got text messages to write about it. I didn't want to put a teacher in trouble, but she had to bear the trouble for Jake's mistake. I gave it two weeks after the whole thing about people making fun of me died down. Within those two weeks, I was able to confirm my accusation before making any allegation against a teacher hooking up with a high school kid. Miss B was our English teacher in her mid-twenties. On the fateful Friday evening when I published the post, I wrote down everything from the places in school they had made out to the places off the school premises that they met for their sneaky link. Thanks to some of his former buds and girls who had slept in his room, I was able to send out screenshots of Jake and Miss B's chats to prove my claim. My blog post was written in a rather casual style, like I would have rather have discussed another topic, if not that it was an important act that needed to be exposed. I also found a way to sneak in the fact that he had hooked up with his best friend's girlfriend, so that very much destroyed the bond between him and his best friend. Somehow, Jake's parents got to know about it. I think he was too afraid to face the humiliation alone. Then the school authority found out from his parents. Apart from offering him a silent expulsion and relieving Miss B off her duties as a teacher, I don't know what happened to her after that. Some said she got arrested, others said she left town. They placed a wager on who could find the tired schooler blogger, so obviously I had to be more careful. I posted a lot less often after that and not just about any hot topics, but general news about school politics and who was running for what post. Still, nobody found me out. As for Jake, his parents decided not to press charges so as not to further embarrass their family. It was terrible because he grew up in a very religious home and now his parents have access to my blog where they read all about his shenanigans. How the girls in school called him the best thruster and the senior with the biggest eggplant emoji. Some even said that if his career as a basketball player didn't work out, he could always be another kind of star and she'll happily watch his videos. The next couple of days in school, everyone was just talking about my blog. No one really wanted to report it because they'd all participated in getting the news to me. They knew that if I was exposed, the whole school would go down with me. But I kind of felt bad for Jake. He had no one. His best friend was obviously furious with him and thought he deserved it, while all the girls he'd been with were too afraid to even text him. Of course, his parents seized his phone, and the next thing we knew, their family was moving out of their house. I wanted to know where they were going. I admit that I kind of felt terrible for what I did and that I owed him some kind of comfort. I showed up in their house. Unknown to me, it was the actual day they were leaving and the last day I ever saw Jake again. His parents were not receiving visitors, but Jake pressured them into seeing one person at least before he left. He was a different person when he answered the door. 
His hair was low and all. He told me that they were going to Canada and he was going to go to a Catholic school in Brooklyn. He thanked me for coming over and apologized for what he did. He also said that he always knew that I had a good heart and he was a jerk for making me lose my innocence. I cried right there in front of him, but I couldn't tell him that I was the blogger that ruined his life. He hugged me and wiped my tears away. Unfortunately, he didn't know the address of the new house he was moving to because his parents didn't tell him. He still didn't have a phone either, so there was no way on earth I could reach him. All his social media accounts were also deleted by his mom and dad. They really took it hard on him. Even though I felt bad, I silently believed that he deserved it. All of it. I played an important role for all the other girls who he hurt, but they had no power to force him to dance to his own music. The school became a lot more serene after the incident. Of course, with the school management now awakened to fight bullying, curb sexual practices, and a lot of crap they were never doing before, gradually I could see that there was now really no use for my blog. I remember that Sunday evening that I finally wrote my sign-out article for my blog. I started it because I was just a bored student who thought it would be fun to do something like that. But in the end, I confessed that I enjoyed the process and hoped everyone learned something from all that had happened. I recalled some of the good things my article had brought about and some of the bad too. I apologized to the people that I hurt and one big apology went out to Jake, even though I would never know if he read it. And I thanked my readers and sources for keeping the posts interesting and making me happy to send out those articles every week. I opted out of revealing my identity, though some of my close friends of mine got to know that a lot later that it had been me. The best part of this narration and the whole revenge thing was when I heard of him again that he had graduated college, and he had a girlfriend he was planning to get married to. I always felt like I ruined his life, but maybe all I did was ruin his reputation and set him on the right course of life again. Am I proud of myself? Yes. Maybe, but I definitely don't feel like a horrible person for serving him a taste of his own medicine. I know he learned from it too. Is what OP did a bad thing? Like, were they really a bad person? I doubt it. I mean, they exposed something that honestly needed to be exposed. It's illegal for a reason what that teacher did. And beyond the obvious age issue, the inclusion that there is an obvious power dynamic issue too. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.